0: Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bible to John chapter 16 and meet me at verse 12. John chapter 16 and uh, verse 12. And uh, I'm going to read from verse 12 to verse 13 and 14. Verse 12, Jesus says here, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. In verse 14, he will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. Over the past several weeks, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit And uh, we've been discussing the Holy Spirit, the benefits of the Spirit of God in our lives. Uh, A few weeks ago, we talked about the Holy Spirit being the comforter, or one who brings us aid, one who soothes us, and one who sustains us. He is the comforter. And then the week after, we talked about the Holy Spirit being the helper, one who assists us, and uh, truth be told, we need help. We need assistance, and the good thing about the Holy Spirit is He knows everything about everything. And so someone that can help us that knows everything about everything is a major benefit to our lives and to the body of Christ. And then last week, we talked about the Holy Spirit being the guide, the one who Uh, leads us, directs us, teaches us. Uh, A guide has been somewhere before, and a guide is able to take us places that we haven't been before. And so Jesus is telling us that the Holy Spirit is very critical to our everyday life. Now, all these messages are free, available to you at truelifefc.org, and you can listen to them over and over and over at no cost to you to really get Uh, revelation about who the Holy Spirit is and why he has come to the earth. We know that Jesus departed the earth As his disciples, he was with them for three, three and a half years. But he says, it's better for you that I go away. It's better for you that I leave. It is best for you that I'm no longer here with you in the flesh because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you and he will be with you. But not only will he be with you, he will be in you. And so the Holy Spirit will dwell on the inside of you. So truth be told, you have someone that the world does not have. You have the Holy Spirit and the world does not have the Holy Spirit. Uh, most individuals you work with, talk with, you see around, they don't have the Holy Spirit with them, but you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you to bring you comfort because he's going to ask you to do some things that are uncomfortable. So you need a comforter, so as you are walking, doing things that are uncomfortable, the Holy Spirit, His presence, His, His permanent residence will be on the inside of you. You need the Holy Spirit as a helper, because you don't know what to do. <laughs> you need help, and I know you may not think you do, and I, mo- I know you may think you know everything about everything, but the Holy Spirit wants to help you and then the holy spirit wants to guide you he wants to teach you and instruct you in romans 8:14 paul tells us in romans 8:14 for as many as are led by the spirit of god these are the sons of god and so the sons of god are led by the holy spirit or the spirit of god and this verse denotes maturity That there is a form of maturity that must take place in order to be led by the Spirit of God. Notice he didn't say, uh, as many years are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. Because children have a sense of inexperience, children have a a, a sense of immaturity, but if we're going to be led by the Spirit of God, we're going to have to trust the Holy Spirit. We're going to have to be mature enough to trust what we do not know. We're gonna have to be mature enough to obey what we do not understand. And this is what the Holy Spirit has been given to us for. He has, He is called to come alongside of us and to support us and to aid us in this daily walk of life. He's called to reveal Jesus to us so that we can then begin to reveal Jesus to others. And in order to hear the Holy Spirit, in order to respond to the Holy Spirit, you're going to have to trust his leadership. You're going to have to trust his indwelling, what we talked about last week, traffic light. I believe on the inside of you, there's impulses because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you, and he will begin to show you a green light, meaning go, go in this direction. He'll show you a yellow light, meaning slow down in this direction, or he might even give you a red light, meaning stop, don't go that direction. And so we're going to have to be mature enough to trust our gut. We're going to have to be mature enough to trust what the Holy Spirit is in uh, uh, showing us, on the inside of us, and that type of trust takes maturity. Now, today I want to talk about the Holy Spirit, and we're going to call today the voice. Somebody say the voice. The voice voice of the Holy Spirit. Now, last week we talked about the impulse of the Holy Spirit, but this week I want to talk about His voice. Now, more often than not, the Holy Spirit doesn't lead you by a voice. Now, I want you to follow me on this because many of us are seeking voices to be led by. He's going to lead us by our spirit, which I like to call, uh, like I said, the inner traffic or or an impulse or a knowing or a witness on the inside of us. He's going to lead us from the inside out. And primarily, the majority of major decisions I have ever made in my life, such as, Leave this job and take less money at another job. Move from this state and go to that state. Marry that girl. Go ahead and leave that job and go into full-time ministry. Most of the time, I have been led by my spirit, my gut, an impulse on the inside saying, this is right, do it. But there are times that the Holy Spirit will speak to you you will hear a voice. Now, contrary to popular belief, people say this all the time, and I get what they're saying, but they make the statement all the time, God is always talking. God's always talking. I know you've heard that. Well, God is always talking. I mean, He, He is always talking. That is not necessarily true. God is not a motor mouth. God is not running off at the mouth. God is not... He doesn't have loose words. He doesn't have loose lips. If He said... There's gonna be a three-headed dog, guess what's gonna happen? A three-headed dog is gonna show up. God's words are not just you know fillers, filibusters, and we're just you know, we're just filling space and filling time. He's not always talking. Now his word has been written, but he's not always talking. Matter of fact, when God had his word written, he spoke already. He spoke, and now we have the living word that has been written, so he's not always talking. But when he does speak, you better listen, and that takes maturity. It, makes, it takes maturity in order to listen when he speaks. And so, several years ago, I was endeavoring to hear the voice of God a lot more clearly. Lord, I want to hear your voice. I want to know your voice. I want to your voice to be uh, a priority in my life. And that should be your prayer as well, that the voice of God is a priority in your life. And so, uh, as I'm endeavoring to hear the voice of God, endeavoring to put myself in position to hear the voice of God, uh, footnote Uh, 1 Samuel, don't turn there, but 1 Samuel 3, 3 through 4, it says that Samuel was laying down and the voice of God spoke. Is it possible that God can speak to you while you're resting? Is it possible that the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap? Mm. We're trying to do so much and God's saying, "Just, just be still and know that I'm God. But I'll come back to that later. And so I was endeavoring to hear the word of the Lord. God, I want to hear your voice. And I was at a red light, and the voice of God spoke to me. And he said, don't go this way home, go another way home. Well, I thought, wow, okay, I'm going to actually go the way that I heard not to go. Why did I do that? Because I'm an idiot. I was I was immature. I, I, was, I was silly, and I said, I, why, did, why did I hear his voice say, go this way? I'm going to go the opposite way. And I shouldn't have done that. I was young, and I was dumb. But I said, I just want to make sure I'm hearing the voice of God, you know? So I went the opposite way home. Well, lo and behold, I go the opposite way, and there was a train that was stuck on a track for two hours, and I could not turn around. It was so packed. And I thought, if I just would obey the voice of the Lord, I learned something in that. Just obey the voice of God. Don't test God. That's what I was doing. I was testing him. I was doing the opposite of what he said do. And I began to test him. And as I was testing him, I I wasted time sitting there as this train was stuck on the track. Did you know the Holy Spirit wants you to avoid mistakes? I mean, he is a called to help you avoid mistakes and not waste time. And so here's the voice of the Lord telling me, don't go this way home. I would have been home, showered up, legs kicked up, watching the game. But instead, I'm stuck in the car, and these were the days before <laughs> cell phones. And so here I am stuck in the car, just sitting there. I had to cut it off because the gas is, the car's running, and I'm wasting gas. But if I'd have heeded the voice of God, I would avoid avoided it a mistake? How often are you doing the opposite of what the Lord's telling you to do? Is it possible that you are in the situation you're in right now because you are doing the opposite of what the voice of the Lord is telling you to do? In John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus tells us in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Read that with me. Come on, ready, read. My sheep hear my voice. Come on. And they follow me. So we have a promise from God that we can hear the voice of God. We can discern the voice of God. We can know the voice of God. We can listen to the voice of God. And then we can obey the voice of God. So God is telling us, my sheep here, and I I hear this all the time. One of the things I hear all the time is, pastor, I don't know what to do. Pastor, I cannot hear the voice of God. Pastor, I don't know what decision to make. Pastor, I don't know what I ought to do in this situation. And those things are are okay with, with knowing that I can hear the voice of God. It's okay to ask for advice, but know that you can hear God's voice. It's okay to seek counsel, but know that you can hear the voice of God. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. One particular time, I was a single guy, and a bunch of my friends were going to hang out at this spot in, in uh, Dallas, Texas. I'll never forget, I lived in Fort Worth, Texas. And, and a lot of my friends say, hey, we're going to hang out at this spot. And I, th- I thought, man, all of my friends seemed to be going and everyone we knew and everybody was going to this spot. I mean, this was going to be the, the, the spot, you know, to hang out with, have a good time. And they're like, come on, Devon, come up here. And then and the natural, Devon is going to this spot. I'm going too. So-and-so going to be there. So-and-so going to be there. Oh my gosh. I'm going to we're going. Except I heard the voice of God. And the voice of God said, Don't go. I thought, man, everybody's going. I want to go. But don't you know I learned? I learned from the railroad tracks. I, I, I learned that you heed the voice of God. And I heard him clearly, don't go. I thought, guys, I'm not coming. What do you mean you're not coming? You know, come on. We're going to all be there. It's going to be a good time. I'm not going. I'm not, I'm not coming. I'm not coming. Well, why are you not coming? Now that was before the age. See, now I'm a grown man. I would say, don't, don't you ask me why I'm not coming. I told you I ain't coming. Okay. Don't tell me or question me what I decided to do. But at that time, well, guys, you know, no, I just need to stay home. I made up some reason why I couldn't come, right? I'm not coming. I find out later on. Now these are days before cell phones. I find out later on that there was a big fight that broke out at that spot. And one of my friends, now we're, we're, I'm not a fighter, guys. I'm a lover, not a fighter, right? One of my friends was so caught up in this fight that he went to the hospital. Now, imagine if I was there. I would have felt like I had to defend a friend. Here I am in there fighting too, and I don't want to be fighting nobody. And this is the Lord was trying to help me avoid that. Because I would have been caught up right up in that mess, too. It got to the point that a couple of my friends, even to this day, still have some animosity because one felt like they didn't help and this and that. And the third, you started it and all this and that. They still have animosity about this. And I'm so glad the Lord spoke to me and said, don't go to that. And I didn't go. Glory be to God. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. When the Spirit of God begins to speak to you, listen, because he's using more of an authoritative way for you to make decisions. Now, the primary way he does it is through, like we said, the inner traffic light. He's going to lead you just by Uh, man, I feel good about that. I sense a good thing about that. Or in my heart, I don't don't sense a good thing about that or I need to slow down or or something happens and, you know, oh, that's a big red flag. I need to stop. That's the primary way. And like I told you earlier, I have made some of the most uh, profound decisions in my life simply by that. I didn't hear a voice. When I I, I married Stacy, my beautiful wife, who I love tremendously, I never heard the Lord tell me to marry her. I never heard that. It just felt right on the inside, and I began to just go in the green light direction. So, major decisions can be made without hearing the hearing the voice of God. But when He speaks, listen, because He's trying to get your attention. We were preparing a uh, um, to get married, a, a wedding ceremony. Stacey and I. To, we were getting married. And, you know, all of that that goes into it, you know, the venue, the, the food, the, uh, the cake, uh, you know, the guest list, which is a beast, by the way. The guest list is a, is a major monster. I lost friends over there. How many of you have lost friends over the guest list? I mean, I did. I lost friends over the guest list. I mean, I should have been invited. I didn't even know we were friends. And so, all type of things took, took place over, over this guest list. And so, we were planning uh, the wedding, and then Stacy said, you know, I'm going to handle this, that, and the third. You handle the honeymoon. Deal. All right. Where do you want to go? You, you handle it. Okay. And so I said, all right, um, I don't know where we're going to go. I'm thinking about all these places we can go. And I'm in church, and a man walked up to me in church. I didn't know this man well at all. He walked up to me in church. He says, my wife and I have a condo that we want you to use for the honeymoon. So yeah, I'm glad you said amen, right? He said amen, and and I was like, uh, okay, I don't know this man. One, number two, um, in my head it sounded like, oh, well, I can save some money, you know? You know, come on, somebody, I'm not the only one. I could I could save some money. I mean, he gonna offer his condo. So I go to I go to Stacy. And I said, this man offered me his condo. She said, no, no, no. I mean, we don't know. I'm trying to have a honeymoon. I want something. I just want to do something nice. I want to, I want to get out of town a bit. And, and we don't know what that looks like. And we only have one time to have a honeymoon. I mean, come on, get me something nice. And, and I said, okay. And so I, I begin to say, all right, what, what do you want to do? And the voice of the Lord said, say yes to that man. I heard the voice of God. Say yes to that. So I said, "Stacy, I'm, I'm hearing the Lord say, say yes to that. you just being cheap, Devon. Don't be cheap. I mean, come on. We, we, you just heard free and all that. Just go and set us up. Like, let, Maybe we can go out of the country or something. I mean stop being cheap. And I thought, well, maybe I am being cheap. You know, I don't know. But I heard the voice of the Lord say, say yes to that man. And I, I'm not going to say his name, but he said, say yes to his name. And I thought, okay. I said, no, I, I'm, I'm hearing the Lord say, say yes to that. So I said yes to that. So she's like, all right, this better be nice. And you know, you know, you, we're, you know, we're getting married. I want to prove to her that I know, you know I can handle these kind of things and I'm going to take care of you. And if you want the moon, I'll throw a lasso up there, right? I want to show you I can do all this stuff. And I'm like, ah, the Lord says, say yes to this. I'm like, okay. All right. I'm going to say yes to this. And I heard very strong, say yes to him. So he, I didn't talk to him again. He offered it. I went back to him and said yes. And then we didn't talk for a while because you know we're, I mean, he didn't say nothing. And then finally, as we get ready to get married, that sort of thing, he came up to me and he said, "Here's the address, and here's you know the key code, this, that, and the third, you know, and and have fun." That that's all he said. And I'm like, okay. So we get in the car, you know, we get married, we get in the car. The next day, we drive to this thing, and I'm thinking, please, Lord, let this be, let this be nice, let let it be, let it be worthwhile. Just let it, please. We get down, we get down there, we get, we park, and we get there late at night, too, because we had ended up, family was in town all that. We get there really, really late at night, we park, we park in this this garage, okay, okay, oh, it's right, it's, it's on the beach, praise God, you know, yes, all right. We get in, we go up this elevator, oh, it's an elevator, oh, wow, this is okay, this might be, this might be okay, and we open the key door and we walk in into a 5,000 square foot condo. Did you hear what I said? Five, it had like six bedrooms. It, the, the balcony out front was, I measured it yesterday, so I could be honest. It was 20 yards. I, did, I measured the in distance, you know. I was reminiscing, measuring. I, I wasn't at the condo. I wish I was. I wish I was. It was 20 yards, right? And I thought, wow. We just, and we, we took off running around that whole condo. That's all we did. We just ran, and we could not imagine how nice this condo was. And finally, we went out to the balcony, and we were, hey, like, like we were so far away, yelling back and forth. Oh, and we had, we had the whole floor. The whole floor was was ours. The whole thing was, was ours. This man had a condo. You know what I'm talking about? This man had a condo. We were like, oh, my gosh. And finally, my wife, I'm so glad you said yes. I just, I'm so glad you said yes. I, I was concerned. I said, I know you was concerned, but but the Lord said, say yes to this man. Say yes. So we come back and, oh my gosh, I mean, we had a, we stayed a week down there. We, we didn't want to leave that condo. We just enjoyed it. And I'm just like, oh, thank God I said yes to this because if I'd have listened to my wife this time, I love her so much, we would have turned that down. <laughs> Yes, and so, uh, I'll full disclosure, I-, I came back and said, what do you get a guy like that that has that? What do you get him just a thank you? And uh, uh, I heard that he liked McAllister's, and so we bought him a McAllister's gift card just to say thank you. I haven't talked to him in years, but he thanked me like 200 times for that McAllister's gift card. He just loved that gift card. I'm like, bro, I need to be thanking you for this. This <laughs> condo was going, this probably was, what, a 5000 a night sort of condo? On the beach, we can hear the way We just left the doors open. We can hear the waves. Oh, my gosh, it was so, so nice. The Lord wants to help us. But some people have so much pride that they would have said no to that. Well, no, I don't need no give me freebie stuff. I got my, I got my own money. I don't need all that. What you? I, I'm offended you even offered me that. There are people like that. There are people that you have tried to help, and they have shut you down. There, there are Some of you right now are just saying no to God's help. Trying to trying to help you. Now he'll let you know if someone has strings attached and all that good stuff. But the case be. But before disclosure, go ahead and heed the voice of God. Have a green light until he gives you a yellow light or a red light. And he spoke to me and said, "Say yes to that. Say yes." And so too often. Well, let me read this verse before going any further. First Thessalonians chapter five verse twenty three. First Thessalonians chapter five verse twenty three. Paul says, now may the God of peace, the God of peace, himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. First of all, he is the God of peace. And he says that he wants your entire being. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Say this after me. I am a spirit. I I have a soul. I live in a body. One more time. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. So you are a spirit. You are a species of being that's never existed before in your spirit. And when you made Jesus the Lord of your life, your spirit became brand new. You became a, a, a not a used, not a recycled being. You became a brand new, fresh being. And then the Holy Spirit came to live on the inside of your spirit. So inside of your spirit is the Holy Spirit. That's where he dwells on the inside of the spirit. Now you have a soul, which includes your mind, your will, and your emotions, your thinker, your chooser, your feeler. This is your soul. It's the mental realm. It it, it involves Uh, Everything really that we see and we live in a body. This body is just simply flesh. It's the carrier of your spirit and your soul. Uh, It's different colors, different shapes, different sizes. It will decay. It will die. But you will live forever. And where you live is is very important, but you will live forever. And if you believe Jesus and accept his substitutionary sacrifice, you're going to live in heaven forever. And if you reject it, you're going to hell. I mean, that's what the scriptures tell us. How be it? Because we are a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body, each part of us has a voice. Now, when you say, I'm hearing things... (laughs) you are hearing things. I'm hearing voices. Uh, you are hearing voices. And I didn't even add the voice of the enemy. He's, his voice talks loud too. And so, you have voices. Uh, you, the, the voice of the body is feeling. You feel a, a certain way. It It, it speaks with Uh, sensitivity. It it, it speaks with reaction. You hit me, I'm going to hit you. It speaks with reflex and responses. Uh, It it has cravings. Uh, Like I want some ice cream when I leave here and I just planted a seed and some of you right there where ice cream is (laughs) concerned. It has cravings. That is the voice of your body and you can tell your body no, but your body does have a voice. Your soul has a voice. The voice of your soul is reasoning. Uh, You can say it is argument or uh, conclusion or rationale or thought process or um, pros and cons list. I talked about that last week, but I'm guilty of that too. Nothing wrong with it, but understand that's simply the voice of your soul. It's going to be debates going on in your mind. You're going to be judging some things in your soul. Your thoughts are going to be centered around some form of rationale. And that voice speaks. But the voice of your spirit, which has a voice, is your conscience. Your spirit has a voice which is your conscience and it's because the Holy Spirit lives in your spirit and if you abide in me and my words abide in you uh, there is union and oneness with God the voice of your spirit can be trusted it's the voice of the Holy Spirit as well and the voice of your spirit coupled with the Holy Spirit is what we get what we call a still small voice an inner voice a quiet voice uh, it comes with principles and, and morals and and right and wrong and and that voice ha- speaks as well. And now primarily we are in a mental realm so most of the time we're thinking mentally. We are in a mental realm and we're thinking a lot about our mentality. Uh, now understand with your spirit, You are going to access the invisible realm. God is invisible. The Holy Spirit is invisible. And you access the invisible realm with your spirit. With your soul, you're going to access the mental or the intellectual realm. You're going to access that realm. And that's what we're primarily in when we're walking around. We're we're in the soulless realm. And with your body, you're going to access the physical realm. And your body's, the voice of your body is going to be your five physical senses. And you know what they are, what you touch, taste, smell, hear, and see. Your five physical senses are going to determine what your body is going to speak and say. In the intellectual mental realm, you're going to be calculating and determining and factoring and thinking through and analyzing and arguing and debating what you should do in that realm. And that realm has a voice as well. But if we can be so spirit conscious to tune out the other voices that we hear on the inside of us and focus on the still, small voice then we'll be more effective in our life. And that's our goal. It's to factor in what is God saying on the inside of me. To to get quiet, to get very still. And and sometimes you you have to lay down. I mentioned that earlier. You might want to rest. Sometimes you have to uh, tune out some things. Now, God's voices can be very loud where he can speak to you when, in a loud place. I mean, I've been in loud places and the voice of God has spoke to me in a loud face. He's not limited in how he communicates to you. If you're looking to make decisions, that still small voice on the inside of you will lead and guide you. And sometimes... It's going to be the opposite of what your soul says and what your body says. Now, there are times that you can reason some things out and the Spirit of the Lord will reveal some things and reason kind of, you know, you reason it through and it kind of confirms like, you know, that wasn't right. But more often than not, lot, if we want to avoid mistakes, there are going to be times where we have to lean in. And to the voice of God, Lord, what are you speaking in this situation? Not what I want to do. Not what Pookie and Ray Ray want me to do. Not what my body wants to do. What are you saying to do? And that voice of the Spirit will also, I feel like saying this, somebody needs to hear this, that voice of the Spirit will also tell you to go to the gym and work out. Yeah, yeah, I know I know, I said that, I did. It, it, it'll tell you, go work out. Well, because your body's never going to say, unless you just in some kind of strong habit, your body's never going to say, I really feel like working out today. Not one time has my body told me we feel like going to the gym. We feel like lifting weights. Not one time, Thomas. Not one time has my body said, we should go for a run. No, not, not run time as it said that, but the Spirit of God will quicken you and say, go work out today. The Spirit of God will tell you, don't don't eat that today. I've had times where I really wanted a milkshake. Oh, I want a milkshake. And the Spirit of God said, not today. And then I take that as an opportunity to buffet my body and say, body, no, you don't lead me. My spirit leads me. The Holy Spirit is leading and guiding me and not you, body. Or there's times where my soul would say, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And uh, um, the spirit will say, do it. Or the soul will say, do that, do that, do that. And the spirit will say, don't do it. And you have to be so keen in your understanding of which voice is speaking. Let me give you some practical things. If it deals with being lazy, that is not the voice of the spirit. If you can conclude this is just a lazy decision, it's not going to be the voice of the spirit because he's always going to challenge you to do something. If it's, if it's uh, well, man, I'm so mad, you know, uh, I don't want to forgive them. Well, that's going to be the voice of your soul and body. You ain't going to want to forgive. The voice of the Spirit is going to say, we're going to have to release them and let them go. Um, you, you'll you know, and you can ask the question, is that me? Is that God? Or is the devil? Well, the devil ain't ever going to want you to do nothing good. you always going to want to be lazy. So, Let's factor in, where's God in this? Come on, somebody. I'm giving you some life-altering, practical steps in order to hear from the Spirit of God. Psalms one nineteen one hundred five 105 says this. I love it. Psalms one nineteen one hundred five 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word. I looked this up. That word, word, is not simply the written word. Although that can be true, the written word is a lamp and a light. That word is the spoken word or the utterance of the voice of the word. So God's voice, you can say it this way, God's voice will light my footsteps. God's voice will shine a light on the ground to show me which step to take. One of the best illustrations I heard was a man was, uh, was, I believe he was in Africa in the jungles. He was lost and he had a flashlight. When he shined it straight out, it was so dark he couldn't see. He had to shine it on the ground. And as he shined the light on the ground, he could see every step that he was taking. And, and, and as he began to see every step he's taking, he was able to stay on the trail and the path that was laid out to get back home. God, we want, we want God to show us the next 35 years. God is just showing us the next step. Are you listening to me? He's shining a light down on your next step. And you can say, the word of God is a flashlight that is lighting up my path. The word of God is a light that shines in my darkness. And it's going to show me his word, his direction is going to show me which step I need to take, which direction I need to take, where do I need to go? And the Holy Spirit, Drew, wants to give us this possibility of making the right choices. How many of you want to make the right decisions and the right choices? The Holy Spirit has been given to us to do that, to make the right choices. We're going to have to heed his voice. And as we heed his voice, we're going to have to be mature enough to follow him, to obey him, to do what he says he will do. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead. back.